He always sings good songs, but boy, he's got a good voice too. Junior's class, the junior class may be dismissed. Ben's going to be teaching y'all. Noah's not feeling good today. He's at home. Actually, hi, Noah. He's, I'm sure he's watching, eating potato chips on the couch. Amen. Amen. Can we turn to Romans chapter 13 and Ephesians chapter 1? Romans chapter 13 and Ephesians chapter 1. Man, I love our church. I love our church, and I love being part of the church. We could be sitting on on logs this morning with no backs. And boy, we we'd be so fortunate still to have the Word of God. You say, well, it'd be better if Jesus was here and we could see all the miracles. Well, you know, the things were a lot more stringent under those circumstances. You know, like, um, you know, if you disobeyed, you get swallowed up in the earth, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, you get stoned to death for whatever, you know. <clears throat> we're so used to our grace world, amen. amen. Romans chapter 13, verse 1, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. There's two. Uh, these verses bear two main points. One, we are to be obedient and to honor those who are in authority over us. That's number one, that's clear. Number two, God is the ultimate authority. He's the authority of all authorities. He's the authority, authority over all the authorities and principalities and dominions that we don't even know nothing about, let alone earthly. Now turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Ephesians 1, 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So, so who is in control of all things? God, the great I am, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, uh, the, the sweet, precious Lamb of God. He's the authority of all authorities. Amen. We have free will. Thank God for that because he loves us. He gave us free will. But at the end of the day, God is in charge. Uh, that will ruin uh, uh, half of all Facebook posts nowadays. Amen. Amen. Brother Zalas, would you open this message in a word of prayer, sir?
Amen. I got two points this morning. Number one, natural influence. Natural influence. Can you turn to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 18? Proverbs 19, 18. I'm always intrigued to see what the thumbnails are going to be. Amen. Ms. Aaron and Ms. Rachel do a great job. Number one, natural influence. You know, we have the power to do a lot of things, but our influence reaches far beyond our power. I've got the power to spank my children while they're young. I can still spank Ben power-wise. Noah, I might get one lick in. <laughs> you know, uh, my power is fleeting quickly with my older boys. Amen. <clears throat> Proverbs 19, 18 says, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. You know, what do, what do parents do? I'm going to speak all these cries. I'm not going to speak. You know, I had a, a couple that, that we were very close with that they said, oh, we, we never had to spank the one because she would just always cry, so we knew that she was. But it, when I talked to their, their daughter, she would say, yeah, I would just cry, and they wouldn't spank me. It literally says, chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Look at Proverbs 22:15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Look at uh, 23, 13. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. That's a saying in our house. You won't die. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 29, 17. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. There is a window of opportunity that we have because why we have power to do so with mom and dad. We have this window of opportunity to spank our children to direct them in the way that they should go. You say, well, what's that number? It's different for every kid. You want a ballpark? I don't know. T- two to 12? I-, I don't know. You know? Um, you say you spank your, your, your child at two? Well, we don't spank them like they do when they're 12. You know? But, but we'll pop them on the butt when they got that attitude, you know? Amen. Well, we got this small window of opportunity. And if we're not consistent with spanking our children and disciplining our children, we're going to make their life miserable, much more miserable than it could have been. Because they're going to be fighting rebellion the rest of their life and disobedience and trying to buck the authority the rest of their life and making mom and dad's life miserable all their days. It's Bible. It's Bible. So spanking our children is within our power for a span of time, but our influence will last a lifetime. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, not only do we influence our children with our actions while they're, while they're, young, they're young, but we influence our children with our actions still today. Yeah. Miss Carrie is influencing her children. Yeah. They'll look them out. What's mom, what's mom going to do on that? Miss Miss. Darla's influencing Miss Carrie. It's like the circle of life. Amen. Um, uh, uh, Brother Tony and Miss Aaron are influencing Miss Hope. Right? Uh, uh, the, the Brother Bob and Miss, um, Miss Diane is influencing Tony. I mean, it's, it's a cycle. They go, my, my parents influence me still today. They don't have power over me like they do, although I would so respect them. If my dad said bend over, I'd be like, okay, dad, I guess. 
you know. <laughs> that would never happen, but, but, but their influence is still going on today. Um, their faithfulness. The, I can look at my parents and see how they handled situations. Whether I not I'm realizing it or not, even today at the time or throughout these years growing up or last 10 years, whatever, but, but even without realizing it, I, I can see how they handle situations in their wisdom and they're godly Christians. And they handle it with such grace and patience. That influences me. So I, I need to be more like that. My mom would come home. Uh, well, my mom, we'd wake up in the morning, <coughs> and we would, we would do homeschool <coughs> for as long as my parents could afford it. It's like six or eight years, and then they just couldn't afford it anymore. And we went to public school for a few. But, but every morning with homeschool, she would teach us the grades, but before we do anything else, we would have an hour of Bible. Not just reading, but studying. And, and Wow. Wow, that is, that is so beneficial. Uh, talk about instilling Bible truths. I can see my dad in my mind's eye. I've said this a hundred times because uh, he, he has a bad back. He would, he would read and pray and study on his belly hours and hours. And, yeah, he would fall asleep sometimes. And he'd go right back into reading, studying, and praying. Hours. I'm, I'm not taking, like, for a little hours. My dad would, 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 would fast. Anytime he had a big decision in his life, he'd just fast about it. Amen. We want to stress and worry and get all anxious about this issue and that issue. And say, oh man, oh me, my life is so hard. But if it was really that difficult in our life, we would be fasting. We would not be eating. We'd be praying to an almighty God, letting him know this situation is serious to us. But instead we're eating nachos and saying, oh, my life is so hard. Hit the easy button, Lord, fix it for me. My parents were, and they still are great examples of godly character. They have had a great influence on me on how to be abased. I've seen my parents go through things, like we all have seen our parents go through things, right? What an influence they can be, whether for the good or for the bad. Turn to Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Philippians 4, 11. I love that. There's hardly any pages turning. Like, that is so cool. This is... I love our little system that we have. It's so beneficial. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be, to, to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed, instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. People use that verse all the time. To, to, to just say they can do anything. I, I get it if you take that one sentence alone. But, but that one sentence is talking about, I can do all things through Christ. What's he talking about? Being patient. Right. Suffering through whatever need. Being abased. Uh, handling it, the, the situation. He can handle all things through Christ, whatever comes my way. Not I can fly. Or I can teleport. <laughs> right? My parents taught me that principle, not just with their words, but with their actions, and they still are today. 
They still have an influence over my life, even though they may not have the power over it. But, but even if they didn't have an influence on my life, um, the power of my dad's belt uh, lasts many years. So <laughs> I think I still feel that. Amen. Uh, a song leader has tremendous uh, influence over a service. It, it makes a difference in, in the song leader. You got, um, oftentimes in a special meeting, the pastor will have somebody specific lead singing. Uh, it'll, it affects the energy or the somberness or the sincerity or, or, or maybe awkwardness, right? The, the, the heart is felt in, in whoever is speaking. And, and I don't know, I feel like people miss that so often and they, they don't care about how they act or how they look or, or what they say or what their attitude is because it's just like it's all about them. As opposed to being mindful of Hey, the energy that I'm putting out. Hey, the words that I'm saying. The things that I'm saying. Looking you in the eye. Just, right? All these kinds of things. That's all natural influence. That's all natural influence. I want to look at this morning, the second half of the message, supernatural influence. Did you know that Satan doesn't have power over us? But he does have influence. Look at Job chapter 1, verse 12, and everybody's basically there. That is so cool. I, I wonder how long I, before I get used to that. Amen. Job chapter 1, verse 12, and the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that is in thy power, only upon himself uh, put uh, not forth on hand. So Satan with, went forth from the presence of the Lord. You might say, yeah, but Satan clearly had the power over Job. No, he was given power over Job. Quite a bit difference. God is the only one who has power over his children, period. Satan can do nothing to a child of God uh, outside what God allows him to do. That's why when we go through things in our life as a child of God, it's so, so much easier. I'm, I'm not saying I don't get stressed out. Woo! I get stressed out sometimes. Last six weeks, a little bit. <laughs> um, but man... Being a child of God, knowing that whatever happens in my life, God allowed this literally for my good. So now I can take, hey, whatever happens, I, I can do all things through Christ. I can be a base. I can know how to just be like, hey, God allowed that to happen. God literally ordained this to happen in my life. I need to grow from this. Boy, that's quite a different perspective as opposed to the modern day. Look at me. My life's horrible. I'm not happy. It's not what I wanted, Right. So why did God allow Satan to have power over Job for that time? For, for his honor and his glory. So that we can look back and see that nothing can touch us that doesn't pass through his hand first. I believe that it's self-evident that that was <clears throat> an extreme one-time incident. But, but, but I'm sure, and I'm, I'm veering away, but I'm sure that God allows Satan to do this and that, maybe to grow us here and there, speculating. But nothing touches us without God's permission. And only what God allows, you know, God allowed Satan to do this much, and God allowed Satan to do this much. Brings me great comfort knowing that God is in control. He's the authority of all authorities. Amen. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. I'm sorry, we'll be there in a moment. 1 John 5, 18. 
We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Satan can't do nothing without going through God first. And there is spiritual warfare that we just, we can only imagine what it's like. But I believe there's, I know, according to Scripture, there's spiritual warfare going on all around us all the time. Angels fighting amongst fallen angels. Satan fighting, arguing over the body of Moses. Satan literally making all of our sins known to God every moment of every day. You say, what are you talking about? Let's read it, Revelation 12, 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren, that Satan, is cast down, which... <clears throat> which accused them before our God day and night. So while Satan doesn't have power over us, he does have quite a bit of influence over us. The music that's in and around the outside of our house, or maybe in our house, I don't know, the TV shows that maybe we shouldn't be watching, or the TV show that, that we are watching that, that might be good most of the time, but they, but they slip in that one thing and we yeah. keep watching it. Yeah. The things that we look at on every level, the thoughts that we think in our head, you think, no, Satan can't influence our thoughts. Man, I can influence your thoughts. You say, what are you talking about? <clears throat> Here's my notes, but on the back of this note, uh, this page, it's a beautiful picture of a, of a Golden Corral buffet with, man, roast beef and mashed potatoes and carrots. It's a beautiful picture. I could have it up on the screen, and it would look so good. I have literally just influenced every thought in here thinking about roast beef, and now we're all hungry. Now we just all want to leave because we're starving, right? Right? And that is such a primitive uh, base thing to say. But now Satan, who is smarter than every one of us here, knows good and well how to influence us and how to push our buttons and put things around us to influence us as much as possible. That's why it's so important, man, we need to put on the helmet of salvation and the, the breastplate of righteousness and, and spiritual armor because it's actually a big deal. Our modern-day Christianity, the world wants to make it look like morality is just like a, a thought that they used to think of and sin is just like a myth or something. No, that is literally Satan getting the victory over mankind to make him think that all sin is just woo, fairy tales and ghosts and goblins. No, no. I can't watch a Sprite commercial without wanting a Sprite. I'm not like particularly a Sprite drinker. Like it looks so good. <clears throat> I had one guy tell me, We're on a roof. I mean, you know, summertime roof, <coughs> you're hot. And, and it, it, pretty much every day when I was doing it all the time, I'd have my gallon of water that would be gone in eight hours, right? And I would have one of those little Gatorades in the middle of it. So, I, you know, I had like a nice cold Gatorade. for. So this guy, he would just bring coolers of Gatorade all day long. No water. It's expensive. And he said that he actually thinks that Gatorade's better for you than water. Like, no, 
just because you watch the commercial and it tastes good and you got sucked into all the electrolytes. And I know there's some, some benefit things there too, but it's not better than water. Amen. I'm getting off on a tangent now. <clears throat> we sang that song last week, the weaker I am, the stronger he is. Christ has had the greatest influence of all time. But I would hope that he has the power over us as well. You say, what are you talking about? Um, you don't turn to 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What does our flesh want to do? I'm not happy with that. I'm going to make a big scene. As opposed to saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you. John 17, 1. We're probably all there already. John 17, 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, by the way, this is almost Garden of Gethsemane time. This is, I mean, this is, it's about to happen. Jesus praying, he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thy son may also glorify thee. And thou hast given him power over all flesh. That's important. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast Sent. There's only one person who has the power to save humanity from their path of hell, and his name is Jesus. And through his power, he has influenced literally every soul that has ever been born. You don't have to accept his influence. But you certainly don't want to deny it. Christ has the power to do whatever he wants, clearly. <clears throat> but because he loves us, he gives us a free will. Boy, that's something that, that I, I, I understand, but I don't understand. I understand that if you love somebody, you've got to let them make their own decisions. And sometimes that's hard. Paul said, I die daily. He basically said, Lord, less of me and more of you daily. Romans 12, 1 says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable in God, which is your reasonable service. Do you know what the problem is with a living sacrifice? It has the free will to jump off the altar whenever it wants to. And we say, Lord, I want to give my life to you. I want to serve you. I'll do whatever you want until one little thing derails me, and then I'm done. I'm going to make a big scene. I'm going to be bitter. I'm, I'm just done. I quit it all. That's the problem with a free will sacrifice. <clears throat> That's why God always goes to the heart. If we give our heart to the Lord, he's got the rest of all of this. And if he's got our heart, we're going to stay on that altar of sacrifice saying, I'm going to serve you, God, no matter what it is. And let's be honest, in our American lives, it ain't too shabby. Whatever we think is so awful for us, 
is just small potatoes. And there's some days I can look back in my Christian walk and say, that was awful. But folks, that is nothing compared to eternity. That's nothing compared to martyrs. That's nothing compared to missionaries that give their entire lives over everything that they ever own to go to some foreign people to maybe be killed, to live less than adequate lives according to what we're used to. But yet we're going to focus on whatever pleasures we want at the time. If you're born again this morning, Christ on the cross has influenced you to accept the salvation that's being offered. And can I encourage you, brethren and sisters, to not walk after the flesh, but walk after the power of God. Don't be filled with the flesh, be filled with the spirit. Boy, we hit that hard on our Wednesday nights several months ago. With all the unseen spiritual warfare taking place all around us, influencing us and enticing us to sin daily, why wouldn't we want God to have the power over us and just rest in his comfort? He's already influenced us for salvation for, for those of you that are saved. But why not just give him power over, just give him, just, just surrender to the Lord. Say, Lord, I want you to have power in my life. You don't understand why life isn't going how you planned. Brother, just get on the altar of sacrifice and give God the power of control. That's where the blessings come. Let's close.